At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. In healing, um, I've been able to create a space for myself where I can look at myself and the responsibility that I had in it, of course, um, which is what I try to do in life, but we're human. Sometimes that's hard. Um, But, you know, I I worked 24-7. I was in a corporate job that I would literally fly to New Jersey, so I was flying on a Monday and come back on a Friday very often I mean you know rarely maybe a week home a month so there was no time or attention on my marriage or relationship at all um and you know I was the the biggest thing that I've worked through is that my identity was tied to my career and the security around being successful and making money and I was so tied to that identity and the credibility around it that uh, there, there, was, there was no room for a relationship. Welcome to Voices of Celebration. This series is designed to inspire and encourage you as we share real-life experiences of former Journey Beyond Divorce clients who invested in their personal growth through divorce and emerged a better version of themselves with a more rewarding post-divorce life. Welcome back to another episode of Voices of Celebration. Today, I have with me Laura Leeton. I'm very excited for the conversation we're going to have. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. You know, Laura, these um, these conversations, I can't tell you the amount of feedback I get from people listening to them. And I like to start out with you sharing with our listeners a little bit about uh, what led you into the divorce journey. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was with my partner of 12 years and uh, we got married. And it uh, ended about a year and a half ago um, in infidelity. 
And it was just, um, it was, I guess I could say it was one of the hardest times in my life that I was basically just seeking anything that would, where I could find just peace and solace. Um, I, I'm a pretty curious seeker myself. And so Mm. I would sit and just, just ruminating under trying to understand why, how did this happen? Um, it was like the biggest paradigm shift I'd ever expected. You know, one minute I'm in a relationship married the next day, I'm not, you know? So it was, I was just reaching, reaching. And I think I am trying to remember how I, I think I looked up uh, divorce support groups online or something. And I found a podcast. And um, one of the things that brought me solace during that time was I just got outside and walk and I walk and I walk and I walk. I mean, I don't even know how many hours I walked. Right. The only thing that I could find peace. I was like, we're trying to wear myself out, I think. Right. And um, I listened to your podcast and I went through every episode of the podcast and all the steps and the people that you interviewed. And I was like, wow. And it, I think it was the, the peace I found in it was that although I felt like I was on this journey alone, um, there were so many people who had been through so many similar experiences that I had with similar feelings and there was just comfort in that. Yeah. 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 You know, we describe divorce as this kind of foreign land um, and, and a lonely journey and with infidelity, especially the clients I've worked with have really talked about it, having this visceral reaction, like sucker punch that, that keeps you spinning for a little while, that, that mind trying to figure it out, like what the heck just Mm. happened, that, that immediate shift. Yeah. 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 So, so, so you found the podcast and the first thing I'm hearing is that you were completely overwhelmed with shock and grief. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you were able to wrap your mind around this thing that was happening, what were what were some of the greatest struggles that you began to fear or face? Um, God, it was so overwhelming. I'm still. I think I'm still at a point where I'm kind of like uh pulling the threads apart you know because yep. I mean? it was so many emotions but um i would say um i think the the first one was just hurt like it brought up a lot of you know am i not worthy am i not good enough was i not enough you know um yeah and um shock obviously was was there it was, i was just in shock that everything had changed so fast even though you know now where i am today I look back and think to myself, well, you know, all roads led to something ending. We just didn't have the communication or the connection that would have sustained rocky roads. We just didn't. And so, you know, when I say I was shocked, was I shocked? You know, I think it was more of the, the, um, I was left, you know, um, I I wasn't in control. It sounds like it was rather abrupt too. So a lot of times there's a a lot of clients that will have conversations over the course of time. I know for myself, uh, the the D word came up multiple times in the difficulties of the marriage. Yours sounds like, um, like a more abrupt ending. Is that fair? I think the, the action of how, how it ended was abrupt, 
But no, I mean, it was, I mean, there were clearly signs of it not working. Um, You know, if I had to be completely honest, you know, there were times in my own head that I thought, you know, this isn't working. What, what am I doing? You know, but just wanting to hold on, you know, that. And, and, you know, it's interesting about uh, betrayal, that particular type of betrayal is uh, the first thing that d- comes to mind isn't, well, we didn't have like we had all of these problems anyway. It's kind of like it, I think initially the thought is always the betrayal broke the marriage. And mm-hmm. now, as you're saying, it's like the marriage had was beginning to tether um, mm-hmm. and and the betrayal may have been as much a symptom and not that we would ever um, excuse or defend, but that it, it's infidelity rarely happens in a really healthy, you know, well-run mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, today, standing here today with all the work I've done and time, time that has passed. Right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it wasn't that it ended. It was how it ended. Absolutely. And, but in the moment, Oh yeah, I was hurt and wanted to point fingers and blame everything else, but my responsibility in it. I love the way you just said that. It isn't that it ended, it's how it ended. And that was really the assaulting part. And and so when you look at some of the issues, we were talking offline about this, what were some of the challenges in your marriage um, pre-betrayal? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I've, you know, in healing, um, I've been able to create a space for myself where I can look at myself and the responsibility that I had in it, of course, um, which is what I try to do in life, but we're human. Sometimes that's hard. Yep. Um, but you know, I, I worked 24 seven. Um, I was in a corporate job that I would be literally fly to New Jersey. So I was flying on a Monday and come back on a Friday very often. I mean, you know, rarely, maybe a week home a month, so there was no time or attention on my marriage or relationship at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was the, the biggest thing that I've worked through is that my identity was tied to my career and the security around being successful and making money. And I was so tied to that identity and the credibility around it that uh, there, there, was, there was no room for a relationship. It was almost that the career was the first, the primary relationship. Oh, there's no doubt. It was, it was, you know, it was because it was in my eyes at the time, security and safety. That was Mm. it. So yeah, I'm, I'm today. I'm very clear about my part in the breakdown of the marriage. Um, But no, for a long time, I blamed it on, you know, what my ex did. Right. Right. Which is, I think where so many of us begin And so, so when, so when you, again, kind of got over that initial shock and devastation of the infidelity, um, what would you say were some of your greatest fears uh, going into and through divorce? Uh, You know, it's interesting. I've learned that I, I don't like conflict. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't, I don't like the feeling of someone being angry at me and mad at me. And that was one of the biggest things that, that, um, you know, working with a coach and a lot of work that I've done and still doing is just around the whole 
a feeling of anger. Like I don't, that's one that I prefer to skip. <laughs> um, and I realized that, you know, you having to go through every step of every emotion is what's healthy and healing. And I've learned that, but I don't, I didn't like when someone didn't care for me or didn't like me or was angry. And, and, you know, there's heated conversations that we had during the time that we were separating. And I just, it was, ugh, it's just like the pit of my stomach. I didn't like the way that felt, and that was consuming for me. So I think that's one of the bigger ones is learning how to express anger in a way that's healthy yeah. and um and can kind of allow me to grow and express express so that's probably one of the bigger ones um and then just i mean you know i hesitate because there's a lot of shame around what i'm going to say right now but i'll say it i'm 52 years old like i was like man what am i going to do am i going to be alone for the rest of my life it's a lonely place you know like i was just in a long relationship and that started in my thirties and that's easy, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't want to say it's easy, but in the grand scheme of things, it just felt easier at 30 to meet someone and to kind of, you know, flaunt around and have this relationship and whatever. And, you know, I spent, you know, uh, all my forties and I was in my fifties now and I was like, God, is this it? How do I start? <laughs> right. Right. And, and I thank you so much for stating that because I'm going to tell you Thousands of people are going to hear this. And that is probably one of the most universal fears that we hear with the clients that we coach with. And I, I tend to coach with humor. And so I'm usually like, do you, do you have some kind of fatal illness where you're gone in the neck? Like why in the world? And my, my oldest client um, that found love and she wasn't going to because she was way too old. I think she was somewhere between 65 and 68. And um, so me and the other JBD coaches get to sit in the, the catbird seat of seeing how often for those who want to um, that, you know, uh, it doesn't matter your age. This, there's a ton of people out there of all ages looking for love. It's more a matter of getting healthy enough so that you find healthy love. Yeah. But that, yeah. but I appreciate you so much saying that because I, I can't imagine anyone listening to this particular interview who's not going to be like, oh, I'm so glad she said that. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny because my aunt reminded me uh, that um, I actually attended my great-grandmother's wedding at 77 years old. So I yeah. couldn't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, but dang, 77. Like, I don't want to wait till I'm 77. <laughs> Calming the chaos of divorce begins with quieting your mind and getting clear on what you want and how to get it. That's why we created the Divorce Survival Kit. It's an easy to digest guide with five essential tips that help transform your suffering into valuable insights and your confusion into effective action. So go to DivorceRecoveryLifeline.com and grab your Divorce Survival Kit today. So that fear of being alone, I think that I'm, I'm going to be alone. I could end up being alone for the rest of my life. And that's scary. I think that's scary for anyone who um, enjoys and desires companionship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And uh, so, so the fear of conflict and the fear of, uh, of being alone, um, how far post-divorce are you now? So it's been um, right at, let me see, a little over a year. Okay. How the uh, the um, how did the stressful negotiations that those conflict conversations how'd that work out for you? I mean, I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're not. I mean, I, I just. I mean, the further I get away from the emotions that surround it, the right. the better I am at having conversations. You know, but I. I uh, I learned a little bit about setting boundaries too. That's another area that, that I realized I really wasn't that great at or really standing up for setting boundaries for myself and what I need and what I, what I desire, I guess. So that was something else that came out of, out of that. And, um, and so here you are just, you know, really just fresh out of the divorce and, you you went through the negotiations you dealt with the the controversy which i think that what's so interesting is people who are conflict avoidant assume that if you and i disagree it's going to be bad and ugly and scary and and sometimes it is if Mm -hmm. one person is uh reactive it can be but Mm -hmm. you got through that um and uh, and here you're on the other side. So one of the questions I, I love to ask is, did your greatest fears come true? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I I was able to step into another short, short-lived connection. I don't even know if I want to call it a relationship. It was very short. Like, we're all in relationships. So yeah, it was a relationship. So maybe not, maybe not. It ended. Um, so here I am again, but um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I think I gained a lot. You know what I mean? I, I think I'm constantly learning, like I said, learning boundaries and, and understanding what it means to protect my needs and and what I desire. So I would say that, you know, that was a plus out of it. And, 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 and also really being able to, well, one understanding too, that anger is a secondary emotion, right? Right. So um, it's, it's being able to really step into that and learn how to express it in a way that um, allows me to kind of like decompress almost like to not feel like anger is just always this bad, horrible thing that it can be very uh, cathartic. And it, you know, it can be very motivating. It can be, uh, we did an interview with Carla McLaren on the genius in all of our emotions. And she says that our emotions both inform us and guide us. And so we see Mm -hmm. bad emotions and good emotions, but she said, actually, they're all good because they all inform and guide. And so part of it, and and I'm hearing that perhaps you, um, worked on your relationship with anger a little bit is if we can say, well, well, what is this, what is anger here to tell me? 
and how it is here to guide me um, as it as opposed to it being this big, scary thing. And if you come from a family that either avoids all conflict or that's uber conflict oriented, you know, we're going to, we're going to develop beliefs and behaviors out of that. And so for you, um, you heard the podcast, you, I know you reached out and started working with us. What would you, can you talk a little bit about the impact the, and you are, can, you are a coach. So I want to kind of be, be open about that. So this is, this is a wheelhouse of yours. How did, how did (laughs) getting coaching around your divorce, Mm -hmm. how did, how did that impact how you went through the divorce and how you are now on the other side? Yeah. Um, huge. Um, I would say I would go back to the whole idea of being able to express all the full capacity of feelings Mm -hmm. was, was an area because, um, I typically would shut down and, and not, and, you know, with, without being able to express that anger per se, I I didn't create boundaries either. So it was like, I shut down. So it was a a little bit of that, that helps. Um, and you know, what's, what's comes to mind first is Knowing that you, you guys are coaches that have gone through it. You have walked what we are going through. You know, it's one thing to be a coach and you you're certified and you know, whatever you have all the competencies around being a coach. It's another around having that and have walked it. Mm -hmm. And I think that made a big difference for me um, in the coaching I got, because it was somebody who basically um, had worked with a lot of people in this arena and had gone through it. And it was like, a, it was, it was an experience that we shared in a way. Yep. Um, and there was a comfort in that mm-hmm. because I, I, I mean, you know, I have a coach, I've had a coach for four years. Um, you know, I have a ton of colleagues and friends that are there for me to speak to, but, but this was different. And to have a, a divorce coach, a coach that actually specialized in this grief and this pain and these things that we go through and has experienced it. It, it was a different level of coaching for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hearing that it brought a comfort. And we often hear that uh, when clients don't don't have the hope and the light that they can see at the end of the tunnel, that we can hold it for them because of our experience. Yeah. Yeah. I was willing. I mean, I was at a point, honestly, and still very much am. I think this is this hasn't changed, is that. I'm willing to do anything and everything to to really continue to grow and learn and be the best version of myself. It, it, I, and that's that's another reason. It was like, you know, I'm willing to do anything. <laughs> right. So that's that's beautiful. And um so your life after divorce is actually <laughs> pretty short. And thank you so much for coming on the show so soon afterwards. Uh, can you share a little bit about just what you're, I mean, I'm so tickled with what you're doing. So here you were, this woman who was married and spent three weeks out of every month flying across the country, doing your corporate trainings and whatever else you do. And I've noticed that there's been a reasonable shift in that. Could so that's really powerful. Could you share a little bit with our listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've always liked to travel. 
That's always been a passion of mine. And I always love to be outdoors and hike and, and whatever. And, and, and it's interesting whenever anybody would say to me, you know, you have all the money in the world. What will you do? And I was like, experiences. That's always been like, I want the experiences. Well, I'm learning now. Be careful what you wish for, because I'm getting experiences. <laughs> Some aren't great, but I'm getting them. Um, so basically what I did was I, I uh, built out a Sprinter van and I had it built out so that I could live in it. So there's a bed in it and a shower and a bath in it and, and a little kitchenette and everything in it. And I sold my, uh, I would say 80% of my belongings. Um, I have a little five by five storage unit. They have some stuff like, you know, uh, precious family stuff in. Um, and I left my apartment in June and I've been just traveling all over the U S visiting friends and family and exploring different places. And, and, um, it's been, it's been very uh, cathartic. I've learned a lot about myself. Um, I've seen some beautiful places. I met some beautiful people, um, I've loved, I've lost again. I mean, it's just, it's, it's. You've had a lot of experience. A lot of experiences. Yeah. Wow. So, so for those of you who aren't watching the video, I'm just green with envy right now. (laughs) And this is one of my dreams and I'm so, um, I'm so impressed and tickled and, and is this something that had that, turn of events happen, do you think you would be here? Like, what's the chances that um, you would still be doing your yeah. corporate thing had you not had this uh, huge um, monkey wrench thrown in what was what your life was looking like? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't think it would happen. I think if anything, um, what the what the adversity taught me was just that I could do and and be more than, than what I was, mm. you know, I mean, I guess I, the whole cliche, I mean, if I can get through that, I can do anything kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it did, it did give me the courage. And each time I kind of find a little emotional hiccup, but it makes the next thing I do easier. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't think so. But right. I was searching for more than just an identity in corporate. I wanted to know who I was as a person and, um, you know, and then, then my divorce happened and then this happened. So it, it kind of is synchronous, even though it doesn't feel like that at times. It kind of yep. is. Yep. Um, because the more I search for me, the more this comes about. Yeah. And yeah. and for those of you who have listened to me for so long, I'm a, I'm a road trip junkie. And, <laughs> uh, and so I've done more of the Airbnb, but this whole van life, taking my podcast microphone and my you know, my laptop and my cell phone. And that's pretty much all I need to run my business and taking it on the road with my puppy in a van is just something so front and center. And so I just want to congratulate you because that's, that's courageous. I think that whenever we step out of societal norms, uh, that takes a boldness and a courage to follow your spirit and let instead of letting your monkey mind tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't and you won't and you can't and all this kind of stuff. And my if you can't hear, there's a little noise outside, so hopefully it's not too loud. But um, yeah, and the monkey mind's still there. So, you know, what's interesting is people say to me all the time, oh, I'm envious. You're free. And I'm like free like free still doesn't resonate with me because I'm still very much in shackles of of my mind 
Right. 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 Yeah. And so, um, and thank you for doing that. That that's that's nice and quiet when you do that. So, the last question that I want to ask you before we wrap up is: There are a lot of people listening in right now who are in the "should I stay or should I go" stage, or who have just been told um, by their their spouse that um, they want a divorce. And so, what words of encouragement? about the journey, about the coaching, would you leave our listeners with before we say goodbye? Um, I would, I would probably say that, um, God, now where I am right now, I could say that everything happens for a reason. And for me personally, God has a plan, um, that, this too shall pass. <laughs> I had a friend tell me that one time and it was so comforting. I didn't believe it at the time. And now where I am, I'm like, wow, it is. And, 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 and I kind of shifted the way I'm looking at things. Um, I used to be so tied and anchored to expectations. And now I kind of look at life as a million, a million unique experiences is kind of what I'm looking at. So um, being able to really experience the joys and the pains and the sadnesses and the excitements of life are all part of life you know I don't get to label the joys as the good <laughs> you know I don't want any of the bad so I would say that just um we're living out a million experiences yeah, yeah and it's a mosaic and you know if you ever look close up at a mosaic there's a lot of broken ugly pieces but when you look at it from across the street it's just gorgeous and so that was very well put how you said that. So I so appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey with us. I wish you many more um, uh, multidimensional and technicolor experiences as you travel the country. Uh, I um, I will I would love to just keep tracking you on Facebook and watching uh, living vicariously okay. through. So for those of you listening, um, if if this resonates with you, if you're uh, scared or frustrated uh, and you can use some support, reach out for a rapid relief call, a full coaching call at uh, rapidreliefcall.com. And we will be back again with our next episode of Voices of Celebration real soon. Thanks again, Laura. Thank you so much, Karen. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one -on -one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.